my culture. Everyone. It's the Pop My Culture Podcast with your hosts, Cole Stratton and Vanessa Ragland. Hey everybody, welcome to the first ever Pop My Culture Podcast. I am Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Ragland. Hi. Hey, welcome. Uh, so the basic idea of this podcast is uh, nothing serious. Nope. Nothing terribly important. Just, uh, well, it depends well, on our, who you are. Yeah, okay. in our world, important. Uh, movies, music, TV, yes, slug yes, gossip. Yes. Um, Hot boys under 18 all the time. Oh. Well, uh, that's more of Vanessa's thing than yeah. mine. Um, yeah. Mm. and, uh, yeah, none of the serious stuff like the environment or yeah. politics or any of that stuff, but, uh, it should be fun and, uh, helping to make it fun. It's our very first guest ever. Woo! Very excited. Uh, you may know him from, uh, Freaks and Geeks or Inglorious Bastards. Most likely you know him from Sydney White. Uh, ladies oh. and gentlemen, Sam Levine. Oh, oh thank you, you so look much. Great. Thank you. I feel great. Oh, good. I'm so glad we decided to do this on a roof. Yeah. Uh, when I was not wearing any uh, clothing. Me too. Yeah. In yeah. Paris, at that. Yeah. That's <laughs> where all our budget went is for, for the airfare to, to Paris. That's why we're doing this on a simple snowball mic. Yeah. And um, we don't have clothes because I forgot to budget in wardrobe. Sorry. That's all right. You know, it's, it's Paris. It's Europe. Yeah. You can do this over here. Ooh. Right. And they also yeah they took mine at customs, so that oh. was embarrassing. Weird. Um. Yeah. Um. So thanks for doing this, Sam. Hey, my pleasure. I'm very happy to be here. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan of yours. Aw, Did you know how much I love the old uh, the Sketch Fest? Thank you, In the thank theme you. park. Thank you. You're, you're a, a hell of a, a show organizer and hoster. Thank you. And Vanessa and I, we just met, but already... Stuff I, is happening. I think I think we're cut from the same cloth. Yeah, here. I yeah. do too. I'm going to yeah. send you so many links later. I can't wait to <laughs> oh send you all that Zac Efron stuff we were oh. talking about. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, just to fill you guys in before we started recording it, they were talked about uh, Zac E for a good solid 30, I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the good news is, he is one degree away. I'm, I'm, well, I'm two degrees, I guess. But I bet if we really did the math, you're one degree. Probably from one degree, Let's sure. face it. Yeah, okay. But we're I've, both boy wonders. We're both boy wonders. We both have slept with Vanessa Hudgens. Ooh, Ooh, probably good. should not have said that. No, that's Record okay. Although I did it first. <laughs> oh, okay. When it was really illegal for me. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, no, I hear he's a great guy. Me, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a triple threat. He okay. Cole, Does the third Cole one involve take... violence? No, his private parts. Oh, yeah. but it's not a bad threat. It's the kind of threat that you're like, hmm. Ooh, you I'm say scared. you say it's threatening, but it's not really threatening. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like looming in a doorway. It's more like a dare. Yeah, like I bet you can't Double fit dare. all of this in you. <laughs> yeah, I bet I can. So, that kind of dare. So, Zach, if you come on our show, uh, I promise Hi. that we will have Vanessa in a Hannibal Lecter kind of get up. Yeah. <laughs> so she can't if get you at like you. like that. Oh, I get it. I thought you meant sexy wise. <laughs> Whatever. It's okay. I'll do whatever he wants. Anyway, mm. Sam. So welcome, yes. welcome to the podcast, everybody. Yes. Uh, well, uh, there's a couple things we want to touch on. One of which is uh, we're doing this about every two weeks or so. So the next podcast will be after the Academy Awards have happened. Oh, boy. Yes. Uh, a little film called Inglorious Bastards is nominated for Best Picture. It is, in fact, a little film. Compared to that $700 million epic. Yes, uh, an education. Right. An education. Right. <laughs> they really the did a poor budget. Were... <laughs> on budgeting on that. They really did. 
the, well, they put it all into Peter Sarsgaard's accent, and they, they did not. Was three hundred million dollars into Peter Sarsgaard's accents, and uh, four hundred million dollars on Alfred Molina's wardrobe. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know why he insisted on having diamonds on the insides of his shoes Listen, that can't even be. He can do what he needs to do. Yeah. Okay. He was pretty spot on, though. I mean, yeah. and the visuals in an education blew me away. You know. Yes. Yeah. A lot of CGI. Yeah. Terry Mulligan doesn't actually exist. <laughs> She's like <laughs> Simone. <laughs> she is from that awesome Al Pacino movie. Sim One or whatever. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is probably the only podcast where Simone will Simone be, will be referenced. referenced. Well, you started by saying this is a pop culture thing. That's true. So I'm going to go ahead and give the audience credit for uh, getting that reference and being. Awesome. You get us. I bet our, our first comment on the blog would be something like, oh, thank God somebody finally touched on Simone. Right, like, <laughs> right waiting. after, they're like, oh my gosh, Vanessa, good luck with that. Yeah, it's about time someone, <laughs> someone put Simone in its place. Exactly. <laughs> that uppity movie. Um, so uh, I thought maybe we would go through and uh, kind of give our thoughts and picks for uh, the couple major races. Um, oh. So let's These start Let's start with, let's start with <laughs> yeah. picture. This yeah. is the year, of course, that the Academy opened it up to 10. And, boy, they could not have picked a better year to do that because, man, it was like every month out of 2009 you went, movies can't get any better than this. Exactly. Well, I'm hoping they keep the 10 for this year, so cop out, stand the chance. <laughs> um, they, uh, the joke is they said we're going to do 10 movies like three or two years ago, and then the year they do it, honestly, it was one of the worst years. It was movies. really bad. And yet Star Trek didn't get Star nominated. Trek did not get a nomination. Um, which is shocking. Uh, uh, I thought, as much as I enjoyed District Nine, I thought Star Trek deserved the best nod, uh, best picture nod over that. See, for me, actually, District Nine is my favorite movie this year. That thing okay. blew me away. Okay. Um, See, this is why the Academy votes. Exactly. I was just surprised at that kind of nomination. I was like, only in the ten year would it happen. Precisely, because it would never happen any other time. Um, and there's two up movies. Up and two up in the up, air. Yeah, yeah, up and up in the air. And so that's, they're going to split the vote. They there. sure are. With, well, people who like up right. in general won't, won't know which way to right. turn. Oh, you mean just fans of up? Directional vote. Yeah. I'm going to be mm-hmm. quite honest with you. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. A large portion of the Academy is like over 60. What? Yeah, a large portion of the voting members. So they think up and up in the air are the same movie when they have Aww. to name them quickly. That's true. Yeah, they really do. My parents sure. did. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. We were talking about up in the air for a long time. My parents were like, yeah, we saw it. We liked it. Yeah. And then I that talked Pixar. more about it. They're like, wait, George Clooney? And I went, yeah, up in the air. Like, oh, oh, we thought you meant the animated one with the fat kid. No. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. No, parents. I did not. <laughs> so there's, uh, let's just go through them. There's Avatar, mm-hmm. uh, The Blind Side. Mm-hmm. Uh, District Nine, mm-hmm. an education, mm-hmm. Hurt Locker, mm-hmm. Glorious Bastards, Precious, a serious man, up and up in the air. Wait, Precious, based, based on, on the novel Push, Push by, by Sapphire. Sapphire. Thank you. Yes. Don't forget it. Mm-mm. I we're, wouldn't personally, we're, we're but these around. boys, I, I have uh, to stick up. I for watched the that the other night because I, oh, I got a screening so copy of it. I watched that while I ate uh, a pizza based <laughs> on the topping pepperoni by Domino's. Oh, that's nice. And it was really. It was yummerific. Was it? Uh, well, I think, honestly, this is a tough call for me because I feel like it's really between Hurt Locker and Avatar. That's what everyone's saying. And um, and then there's the theory that Inglorious Bastards will sneak in because somehow it'll split the vote. Exactly. Or... I think, quite frankly, I don't think it's a two-horse race. I think it's a race between Hurt Locker and anything else. Mm. Yeah. I don't believe Avatar will win Best Picture. Oh, my God. I kind of hope it doesn't. Like, I, I liked it. I um, really hope it doesn't. I enjoyed parts of it, but the script is appalling, and Giovanni Ribisi's doing Paul Reiser and Aliens. And <laughs> you're very, you're absolutely right. Um, um, I think it comes down to one one word proves why that movie should not be Best Picture. Okay. 
Unobtainium. Yeah, unobtainium. Oh, good greed. Really? Like, that's the you, best you could do? You can't have a movie win Best Picture of the Year with a word unobtainium. Unobtainium. Unobtainium in it. I would also say the other factor is that cropped top that Sigourney Weaver's character wears. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, it's out of the running for me. If they can make a creature that big, they can make a top that covers her navel. That's true. That's, that's, that's where they ran out of budget. Riddle that's me that's this. where they hit the wall with They're it. like, no, let's just keep that Stanford shirt real tight on it. What do we think the skin of the Navi feels like? Mmm, I've thought about that. I feel like it's cool. It's cool. Is it like slippery? Like No. No? It's <laughs> not slippery like, like a fish this. or like a snake or something? No, I imagine it like, um... <laughs> this is too revealing. I imagine it in the same way that I imagine uh, Edward Cullen's skin oh, no. from Twilight. His I was glad skin. at least you picked a fictional character and you were <laughs> like, I imagine it feels like the nape of Zac Efron's neck. No, that's nothing like that. Oh, <laughs> that is a warm place with that's a, a must warm, for That's a warm, safe days. place. Uh, you know uh, what our, our nickname is for Zac Efron for you? Unobtainium. Oh! oh, oh like it, sir. Nice. You got served. Um, you got a little, I have a first aid kit in the bathroom. Thank if you. you. need of this fancy hotel. Uh, if in you need Paris. in Paris, <laughs> you need to take care of that area you just got served in. Oh, more escargot. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I, I think I think it's going to be the Hurt Locker. Honestly, yeah, do I. I don't, um, I don't think Avatar will win, so right. I think it'll either be the Hurt Locker or potentially you have a lot of old people confused, and the vote will get far more evenly split amongst the. Seven other films, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and then bastards might sneak in there. Which it is, true. It is so a possibility. Great. Yeah. So it probably won't be precious based on the vote of Academy members by Sapphire. By Sapphire. Poor Sapphire. Poor Valenti. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about uh, the actors. Uh, it's Jeff Bridges from Crazy Heart. There's a lock. Ger- yeah, exactly. We don't. We don't really need to go through the rest. George Clooney, Colin Firth, Morgan Freeman, Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Um, before I saw Crazy Heart, I thought it should have gone to Renner because I thought he was pretty amazing in that movie but then I went yeah. saw Crazy Heart and was like that's yeah, not Jeff Bridges he's Bad Blake like it's right. pretty incredible I heard I haven't seen Crazy Heart yet but I'm told uh, that it's like oh it's the dude but this time he's a, mu- a musician that's he's, kind of he's how drunker. I felt. I don't feel like he's a, a lock-in for this I'm sorry I liked it I liked the movie. Yeah, it was a weak year for Best Actor. But I just, yeah, like, I it, felt wasn't, like it, was it wasn't. It wasn't a There Will Be Blood year, no. or a, you know, Ooh. or a, a Jeffrey Rush and Shine year, where you right. like see everyone's like, oh my god. Like I don't think any one of those performances by those guys evokes that reaction. I felt like Jeff Bridges was borderline silly at moments. Like, really? oh, I'm a torture. I, I don't know. I thought he was pretty good. Like, cause yeah. he's a pretty subtle actor in general, which I think yeah. is why he tends to get overlooked a lot because he's just very kind of smooth and personable mm-hmm. the way he does stuff. So I don't know. I thought it was a really good performance. But my my parents brought me up to understand the way to win an Oscar is what they called the disease of the week. Yes. Mm. Uh, and for a couple of years, they were they were dead right. Like, uh, I feel like it started with, well, I already mentioned Jeffrey Rush and Shine, so he's mm-hmm. the most mentally tortured My pianist. Foot. My left foot. Nicolas Cage is an alcoholic uh, for leaving Las Vegas. Uh, Jack Nicholson is crazy OCD. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, Forrest Gump is slightly, uh, I don't want to say the word, slow. We can just Why do that can't we movement? say it anymore? Which is ironic because he's slow, but yet he could run. So mm. fast. Mm. Is it Louis C.K. who says, like, you know, you never call a retarded person retarded. Right. Like, yeah. that would be a horrible thing to do. <laughs> You'd be an asshole if you did it. But you can call a non-retarded person retarded to let them know that you are unhappy with their performance <laughs> as a human being. Can't you? 
I stand behind that. I'll, I'll go there. But I don't say it. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah. Except on this podcast. <laughs> the thing that uh, this is just a little sidestep, but like I, I like Forrest Gump a lot. But like that's one of the reasons I hated, hated, hated Benjamin Button so much mm-hmm. was it was Whoa. just it was the same screenwriter and it was the exact same story again, just yeah. slightly different things. Okay, I'll tell you a big different thing. A baby that ages backwards. Yeah, except we should have been given a big giant That's baby. That's right, yeah. a giant bit. Doesn't love Brad Pitt enough. That's disgusting. Okay, and I like. Okay, him. I like like the first hour of that movie, like when he was younger and in the home. But like when it became about like his love affair, then I was like, I'll tell you what, really I cried me. four times in that movie with a group of people that were all disgusted with me and the movie, and I stand by those tears. I, Something happened to it, me in that theater. It came out <laughs> January last, and I was up at Sketchfest in San Francisco, yeah. and it's our one of our only off nights. So Janet and I tried to go see a movie. My friend Janet Marney, who produces it with me, um, and we went and saw Benjamin Button. And there's a scene in the '70s where he's just in a hotel room flipping around the channels, and Fernwood Tonight comes on. And it was the night before we were doing a Fernwood Tonight reunion with Martin Mull and Fred Willard. It was just like the weirdest, like, hey, we're going to, tomorrow night, they're so going to be, So why don't what? you appreciate the film? I like that part. Ugh. I'm so mad. I can't even podcast <laughs> right now. pretty upset. No, Vanessa, come back from the edge of the building. C'est la vie! <laughs> I'm back, guys. I looked at the view, and it's beautiful out here. Oh, great. <laughs> All right, so that's like actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just power through these. Actress, Sandra Bullock, Helen oh. Mirren. Carrie Mulligan, Gabourey Sidibe, based on the actress Gabourey Sidibe in <laughs> Sapphire, and Meryl Streep. Uh, I think it's kind of a two-person race, Streep and Bullock. Yeah. I really hope so. I have not seen the movie, full disclosure. Um, Blindside? Blindside. But I don't want her to win. I really like her, too. I just feel like when you're up against Meryl Streep, right? Here's here's what I have to say about this. Uh, I, I have seen all of those films, mm-hmm. I, I think. Um, and... Uh, and I've got to be honest, <laughs> having now met uh, Gabourey Sibidi based on the novel Gabourey Sibidi by Gabrielle Sibidi, I am really impressed by her. She is so wildly different than that character. They, she oh, doesn't yeah? have the same voice as that character. Right. She has kind of a really high squeaky... She's like a giggling teenager mm-hmm. um, when you meet her. So you're voting on Gabourey Sibidi. I'm going to say Gabourey Sibidi. Sibidi Badal Bell. Yeah. I'm going to say I that's would, nice. I would like to see that upset come through. It probably that would be won't. cool. I liked Carrie Mulligan a lot in education. I thought yeah, she was great. She, she gave a very, a very uh, understated, very uh, uh, um, uh, introspective performance. Yes. Nuanced. Very charming. Nuanced. Well done. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she was very charming. I felt like I wanted to uh, sleep with her. You mean give that. her an education? I, mm. On your but who really received an education in that movie? I think That's they all what you did. Have to think about even That's the right. mom and the dad. They did. all well, received an the education. wardrobe department got an education because they had to buy all those oh, yeah. wardrobes for Alfred Molina. My uh, my mother diamonds uh, everywhere said that that movie deserved to win Best Picture simply because they got the wardrobe and hair correctly for the period. Which is her big pet peeve. Those are some nice suits in that movie. I gotta be honest. I was like, I want a 60s London Those suit. are some great suits. Those hair suits. styles were fantastic on the ladies. Right? They look so all those, glamorous. All the hair up in the Swoop bun all up. the time. Woo. Yeah, woo! Nice. I'm in to yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think, uh, honestly, I think it's between Sandy and Meryl. Sandy Clark, Sandy. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. But I th- honestly, I, I kind of feel like, at first I thought it was going to be Sandra Bullock, but now I kind of feel like Meryl Streep's going to get it. Because she Weird. needs another one? She needs another one. 
Uh, I just she feel like we were going to go for her. She's trying to put together a charm bracelet. <laughs> I'm on her team. I like people who collect things, like bones or whatever. Anyway, next. Or, or clippings of <laughs> Efron's hair. Shut up. <laughs> I showed you that in confidence. <laughs> so let's just hit the supporting people really quick. Right. Uh, supporting actor, Matt Damon. For, yeah, stop talking. Uh, it's, it's Christoph Waltz. It's Christoph Waltz. Yeah, we don't even have to go through the rest. Oh, mm. um, Yeah, Christoph, like 100%. Like, here's the, here's my favorite part about that. Uh, that was the first time I'd ever gotten to watch an actor give what I knew would be an Oscar winning performance. Oh, that's so cool. As he was doing it. That wow. is amazing. Like, uh, the, uh, I was there on set the day they shot the opening scene between Hans Landa and Pierre Lapidite in the farmhouse. Right. And... Good job at saying those names. Thank you very much. And, uh, and so I'm sitting there uh, watching... Quentin doesn't really have monitors, uh, so people can't watch, but I position myself at an angle in the chair that I was sitting at where I can kind of see into the set. You hit, hit under the floorboards. With the I was hiding under the floorboards <laughs> with my hand over my mouth. Um, and, uh, and so I'm sitting there watching this thing, and they do... Quentin did like an 11-minute take. Like, he's just on Kristoff the whole way from basically when he sits down to when he stands up. And, um, and I'm sitting there watching this scene go on. And it's mind-bogglingly amazing. Mm. And at one point, it's just so good, I literally turn to Lawrence Bender, the producer of the film, who's sitting next to me, and I say, if that doesn't win him an Academy Award, I simply don't know what you have to do to get one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, he was he was incredible. That like is every, such a cool moment scene. to have. Oh, it was great! I was very happy I could be there that day. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, it was just it was awe inspiring to watch him give this performance, where he just created not just created a character, but created such a richly unique layered character. Were there a lot of people around that day? Uh, no. Quentin likes to keep the the, mm. the people hanging around. Uh, I love that you get to say side. Quentin. Like, oh, and not you know, and not be like a pretentious asshole. Right. Like, oh no, me and uh, Bobby uh, De Niro. We were <laughs> hanging, yeah, no, no, I've, I don't know him, so I can. I can. You need, call a, you need a better Quentin. nickname for Quentin. Like, I, I call him QT. QT. There you go. Q. Um, Q Tip. Q Tip is also one of his names. My neighbor has a dog named Q Tip. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, who else? Oh, and now I can call Brad Pitt Brad. <gasps> oh my gosh, I got go. so many hard hitting questions about Brad Pitt. <laughs> I understand you would. I call him BP. I called him BP once, yeah. and he just kind of gave me a look, and I went, all right, going to put that one back on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I call him Daddy. Wow. <laughs> one time I looked at him, and I... Because uh, he has so many children. One time I, we were sitting in chairs, and I looked at him, and I went, and we were talking about something, and he said something, I don't even remember what he said, but it was quite funny. And I looked at him, and I said, oh, William, you are a card. Is it all right <laughs> if I call you William? We'll come back to that. Because his full name is actually William Bradley Pitt. Oh. Is he beautiful in person? He is a stunning man. I knew it. A stunningly I mean, stunning knew it. handsome. That's not like. Come on, he's no Eddie Deason. But <laughs> oh. you know the Eddie Deason references. Uh, that's the second one I've heard in a week. Really? Oh. And I, I saw him over at the. At, at Cent- <laughs> I saw him at Century City the other day when uh-huh. I was walking to lunch. He walked by me and like I don't usually get starstruck or weird about anything, but that one for some reason just like. Rattled my universe. I was Did, like, Eddie Deason. Should we tell the podcast listeners you're going to want to pause right now? IMDb Eddie Deason. <laughs> IMDb is the Internet Movie Database. Mm-hmm. There's a little movie I love growing up called Midnight Madness. Of which course, it's this great um, like all nighter LA scavenger hunt with college teams. It had Michael J. Fox in it, David Naughton, Stephen First, 
and Eddie Deason was, like, the leader of the white nerd team. They're all, like, basically, like, the football player team, like, the giggling fat girl team, like... The <laughs> what? Gangling fat girl? Giggling fat girl. Oh, please, it's <laughs> way less offensive. Giggling uh, fat girl. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, but he's, like, I've always loved him. And then, of course, Grease, Eugene and Grease. Um, you're, forgetting, you're forgetting the classic Spielberg film, 1941. 1941, yes. I've not seen that. I'm okay, I and think. Eddie <laughs> plays a ventriloquist. Oh, never no. mind, I'm in. Oh, let's just say somebody else for this thing. Oh, no, this is a good one. Director. Well, we have supporting actress, which oh. we'll just all say Monique really quickly. Yeah, it's Monique. Not, it's like the biggest lock there is. Lock. Yep. Ooh, and she will make some people cry with her speech. You yep. know, she doesn't share her legs. No, really? I know that. Let's discuss this. Just a minute. I'll tell you what I think about it. What do you think about it? Go, go, big girl. Do you? Do I you think shave it, your legs? Yes, and I well. think it's disgusting, but I think good for her. <laughs> She's gotten quite far on her furry little stumps. Quite Sorry. far? She's going to get an Oscar. Okay, so right. Jennifer Hudson has an Oscar. Yeah, she's gotten quite far in her shape. I feel stuff. like Jennifer Hudson's Oscar has like the 61 asterisks on it. <laughs> oh boy, howdy. I could not agree with you more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, she was great in that one role. She'll never have a role like that again that yeah. will showcase her talents. Like, she's a great singer, and that's kind of it. And that is, oh man, shake your hand on that one. That was kind of one of the most upsetting things because we all knew it was going to happen, and there was yep. nothing we could do to stop it. And Eddie Murphy would have had one, too, if you hadn't done Norbit. That's right. Oh. But uh, let's let's not talk Ew, about that. This is all reminding me of the Three Six Mafia winning a Grammy. Do you remember that? Or no, they won an Oscar. Oscar. That's Oscar. what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. I was so, like, that was a moment I remember sitting in front of the TV, and my mind, like, is, like, exploding. What is happening? Like, what is happening? Yeah, that was there, there is disgusting. always talk about doing away with the best original song. But they're actually not going to They're not gonna show. This year, they're not right, going to play Right, they're not going to play any of the songs. Though, Dang. for me, like, Glenn and Marquetta winning for Falling Slowly was, like, a personal triumph. Because, like, that's... My, my favorite band is The Friends, which Glenn is the lead yeah. singer of. So when Once came out, I was already, like, on board 100%. Well, and that was beautiful because it was also a part of the whole process. But, like, I don't know. The Three Six Mafia storming the stage. Very upset. Yeah, that was Nothing against weird. them. If they'd like to come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Our second podcast, 3-6 Mafia. Uh, all right, we're going to skip director because we spent like literally a third of the podcast on this thing. Wait, so. why don't you say go Quentin? Oh, oh, oh yeah. of course I want Quentin to win. There we go. Yeah. No question I want Quentin to win. Me I, too. I, unfortunately, I, I think they're going to give it, well, not unfortunately, but unfortunately for Quentin, I think they're going to give it to Catherine Bigger. I agree with that. Yeah. And she deserves it. She's... That movie has so many great sequences. It does, for, but I'll tell you this. If they give it to Catherine Bigelow, I'd prefer to think that they're giving it to her for um, an unrecognized, pretty awesome body of work. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you have Near Dark, you've Near got Dark, Break, Strange, Strange Days. Days. Strange mm-hmm. Days, yeah. Uh, and, and, and I mean, truth be told, I, I don't, I cannot think offhand of another female director who can direct, um, like, high-octane movies... As well as she can. Yeah, they're pretty kick-ass. They're she's, she's pretty amazing, great so. movies. I mean, Strange Days is one of my personal favorites, as is uh, uh, Point Break. I love Strange Days. When it came out, like it didn't get that very good of reviews. No. I kind of hated it. I think it's one of those movies that got better through time. Like. Absolutely. And also now, I love movies that when they came out, they're supposed to take place in the future. Right. And now, in real life, we have eclipsed the place that the movie, you know, the time yeah. the movie takes place in. So, like, Strange Days is, it's crazy, man, it's the millennium! Right. <laughs> it's like, ah, eh, we were there, it was ten years ago, I remember how crazy Our outfits were never that good. Yeah. It's like uh, Escape from New York. Yep, that's happened. I think Free Jacks <laughs> happened, too. I think that was, like, 2009 uh, or 2009, something. you're absolutely right. Something it was supposed to be, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, look at us nerd out about our friggin' future Ooh, dates. Yeah, Though, at this point, we should all have silver lemonade jumpsuits. And like, where is cars. the silver jumpsuit with the V? Yeah, where is that? Where is that at? Why are we not all wearing? You them? know where that is. It's probably at Lady H&M, Gaga. To be honest, Lady Gaga has. She, she bringing bought the all of them. She yeah. bought all Ooh. of them. She sure did. Bringing it. Um, all right. Well, so that's the Oscars. <laughs> it's happening on Sunday. We'll see how right we are in our next podcast. I hope nobody um, is grouchy about it. <laughs> Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> so we're going to move to a very serious topic now, mm. and that is the announcement last night of the cast for Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm I feel sure you were waiting up for the news. Have you have, I, you, have you heard this yet? I You're stay on awake. It. I stay awake, like because the Oscar nominations come out at, at five thirty in the morning. I just stay up for those. I tape those and we watch them like when we wake up in the morning. Yeah, yeah no, I stayed up all night for them this year. Um, but uh, I did the same thing for the Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Uh, well, you cast. should. Man, um, it's pretty night. extraordinary. Yeah. Um, so, uh, just for you people who don't know, who probably do know, Kate Gosselin. Finally. Finally. Great mother. Great role model. Great abs. Great After dancer. that plastic surgery, mm. that then the baby daddy girlfriend, John Gosselin. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Haley Glassman. Daughter Was of that? the plastic surgeon that did Kate's tummy tuck. Anyway, moving on. Okay. <laughs> uh, Pamela Anderson. I need more women here. Love That's going to be interesting. Indeed. I'm uh, a fan. I am on the fence. I think she knows exactly what she is, and she does it. Do you know what I mean? Sure, but knowing exactly what you are, mm-hmm. and not changing certain aspects of you, knowing that they're that, they're what they are... She does so, good things, though, for the world, too. Sure. She did star in my favorite Casablanca remake, Barbara. Barbara. So, mm, soft spot. There you go. Um, the Chad, alternate ending wait, for Barbara rocked my world. I want to clarify what I'm talking about, uh, uh, Is it Pamela. Boobs? No. <laughs> it's a little bit of the It's yeah. just, you know. Yeah, forget what I said. I stand by my, my comment. Go on. I think it was a good comment. Thanks. I see what you're saying. Um, Chad Ochocinco. The receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. His real name is Chad Johnson, but he had illegally changed to Chad Ocho Cinco because he wears number eighty. What um Cinco is not <clears throat> zero though, right? Or eighty eight, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm not Spanish. <laughs> I'm in Paris. I um I'm gonna have my uh name illegally changed, by the way, to uh Brad Pitt. to Brad Pitt now, to uh Sam um uh Marvin mm-hmm. uh because that was the character I played on a little show called That's So Raven. <gasps> oh, oh now, that is so Raven. In person, is she so Raven? She is How so Raven fucking is Raven, man. Oh my gosh, I knew it. I knew yeah. it. I had a feeling Because, you know, that. sometimes like, you get something in your head about like, oh, you know, I bet she's fairly Raven. But how could she be that Raven? How could she be that Raven? And then you find out for somebody who worked on the show that she is that Raven. And then yeah. it's just like... Like a load off. Like I can't. You know? I, I I don't remember offhand. I don't think so. I don't think that show had an exclamation point at the end of the title. It was implied, but it needs to have three <laughs> minimum. Oh, did I mean, she rock your world a little? She kind of did. Yeah. I she's recently rewatched that whole episode. Uh, I was doing uh, Rob Hubel's uh, shit show at UCB. Ah, yes, great show. And uh, and so I brought that so Raven and mm. um, man alive, that is. The, uh, the good people of Disney do not think highly of the children who watch their programs. <laughs> That's the truth. I believe that. Unless we're talking about uh, Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> it just, it's highbrow stuff, you know. Are you just a really <laughs> tall 12-year-old? Hey, <laughs> I'm a grown-up. <laughs> I took the GREs. <laughs> 
Oh, boy. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. So who else is on this thing? Uh, Evan Lysacek? Oh, he just won a gold medal. Yeah. How do you say the name? Do you know how? He said it right. Oh, Lysacek. good. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, Aaron Andrews, who's a sideline reporter for ESPN. Oh, what? Oh, sideline. I thought you said silent reporter. She's a silent reporter. She just, um, like, makes faces, like, uh-oh. Actually, it's great. They cut to her, and then she's, like, with an athlete, and she just holds the mic out, and they don't know what to do. Right. Um, and she just has to mouth. Well, yeah. I can't do... It won't work for comedy, but <laughs> she, she points and says with her mouth, do something. <laughs> but no make sound noise. comes up. But, yeah, you have to read her lips. Mm. Uh, the Bachelor himself, Jake Pavelka? Is that how you pronounce it? Yep. Uh, he's on... By the way, very clever of you to be like, is that how you pronounce these names that I've never said 50 yeah. times? <laughs> I didn't know that. The Bachelor. <laughs> Look, I, I definitely just... don't watch The Bachelor all or all of men's figure skating. <laughs> I just hope somebody gives a rose to my pronunciation of these names. That's all. I'm oh, about. I've got one for you. Oh, thank you. It doesn't look like I it have is. some leftovers from the stinking rose in my kitchen. You can have those. Oh, oh. Girl, the kitchen of central. my hotel room at this fancy hotel, this Parisian hotel. Nice. That's the right. Stinking, the stinking rose. <laughs> um, Aiden Turner, who is Aiden Devane on All My Children. Oh, if it were Aiden Quinn, I'd be much happier. Who His wouldn't? piercing eyes and quick steps. <laughs> um, okay, this is the one to me that's like crazy. That's Buzz Aldrin, second man to walk on the moon. Yep, is he's actually danced with stars in space, and now he's going to be on this. I don't think show. he understands the premise of the show. He's a he's a hero. He's like a national hero. He just wrote a book. Yeah. Like he's, I don't do you really. You want this as part of? Maybe I think love with I someone. I didn't read the article, but I did read a headline about the fact that Buzz is going to be on Dancing with the Stars, and he said something like, "I don't get the endorsement deals that athletes do. I still have to sing for my supper." Oh. Was sort of the first line. That's sad. Of the article, that's all I read. Yikes. And and I and I get that like NASA doesn't have like a retirement program. I'm right. sure that that you get to live it up. Like the man has been retired for a long time. He's I mean, knock on wood, he's living far longer than that's better. Wood knocker. Um, he's living you know a, a long life. Obviously, he's in good enough shape that he can go on Dancing with the Stars. But at the same time, it's like you know he probably could have retired very you know, meagerly. But uh, why would you want to? You're Buzz Aldrin. You got to live it up. And why right. not get to spray tan and wear something with sparkles? Absolutely. I Very think true. Maybe, maybe this is all he's ever really wanted to do. And <laughs> the, the previous 40 thing. years <laughs> just there to, you know, have been just leading up to this for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what happened. He told his parents what he wanted to dance with the stars and they forced him to go to space camp. I will right. tell you this. Um, if I'm like the first man to walk on Mars, the minute I get back to Earth, I'm just going to kill myself. Because anything <laughs> I do... After I get back I to Earth. I thought you were going to dance. No. Anything I do after I get back to Earth, people are going to be like, yeah, but it's not as cool as the time we walked on Mars. Yeah, True. But if I did that when I came back, I'd, I want to make sure that I get put on the next season of the sing-off. Oh. Right. I, I put together an acapella group. I, I, I was really we'll walking on the moon. I was really hoping you were going to say, well, I at least want to get laid a couple of times. Right. Awesome. Before I off myself. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that, that guy good. walked on Mars. You have to fuck him. Exactly. Hello. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Shannon Doherty. Also on the program. Finally! Finally. Mm. I feel like she has an advantage because she was in Girls Just Want to Have Fun. So she's seen dance competitions firsthand. Mm -hmm. She's been right in the heat of it. Yep. Uh, Speaking of the sing-off, Nicole Scherzinger from the Pussycat Dolls. Mm. What was that? What does that mean? I... Not familiar? What is the name of the show? so familiar. Dancing with the Stars. What's the last word? Uh, Oh, I get it. I get it. I'm confused. Nicole... 
I'm pretty pop culture savvy, and I'm going to be honest, I know maybe 70% of these names. Yeah, I know, unfortunately, more, but not as not all of them. And I'm not very fond of them. The only ones I'm really excited about competing are Buzz Aldrin, Kate Gosselin, Pam Anderson, and Niecy Nash. You said Pan fun. Anderson. Yes, Niecy Pan? Nash is the last one. Oh, Pan Anderson. Red Pan. Uh, yeah, Niecy from Well, she'll be fun to, to hear about. I don't watch the program. I only I ever know of the program by what uh, they show in the soup. Yep. Right. Yeah, I don't really watch that one either. I do watch um, So You Think You Can Dance pretty religiously. Really? Yeah. Oh, love it. I don't watch any of those. I like the only competition shows I like are Top Chef and Project Runway. I like those too. I'm pretty into them. Yeah, I watch those too. I mean, mm. you know, um, granted they're killing scripted television in general. Uh, yeah, so but uh, I can't not watch them for some reason. Money out of uh, right out of our pockets, gang. But it helps for the Pop My Culture podcast, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, Cole asked those. Why questions. do we blow our your whole budget flying to Gay Paris? It's beautiful here. It really is. <laughs> I can't so imagine doing this podcast anywhere else from now on. So it's since it's our first podcast. Before we ask you about your career, um, mm-hmm. we want to talk about some firsts. Sure. Oh, yeah. Pops. Uh, for all of us, your pops, our pops. pops. Okay. So um, let's uh, talk about our first concert that we ever went to. Sam, what was your first concert? Okay. Now there's two answers to this question. Okay. That's impossible. No, and I'll tell you why. There's two <laughs> answers to this question for everyone. All right. Most of the time. The first concert oh. you go to is probably a concert your parents said, hey, we're going to a concert. You know, we, we're yeah. all going to this concert. Right. For me, no joke, it would have been a Raffi concert. Okay. That makes sense. I had no say in that. Like, right, you're a little... That's nothing right. to... Okay. That's, that's fun thing to do. Nothing to scoff okay. at. I, you know, when I said, we're going to see Raffi, I thought this is the greatest day ever. Right. Yeah. Um, but then as a grown-up or a teenager or what have you, you actively seek out a band to go see and buy tickets... Or get your mother to buy tickets or what yeah. have you, but you're like, I want to go see this band. Right. Who was that? Um, what was in that? In that for? instance, it would have been Billy Joel Elton John. Whoa, Good that's show. fun. Yeah. River Good of show. Dreams? Uh, no, this would have been immediately after the River mm-hmm. of Dreams. This would have been 94, uh, the first uh, face-to-face Piano Men tour. Whoa. Uh, I remember that. Uh, yeah. Giant Stadium. That's cool. I did go to the River of Dreams concert, but my first concert was pretty ridiculous, and that was... Um, I was in junior high, like seventh grade, I want to say, and it was Club MTV Live. Oh. And it included the following spectacular artists. Uh, it started out with Was Not Was, mm-hmm. who, of course, gave us Walk the Dinosaur, um, which is every, very Every simple. day, a little, a little... I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> weird. No, we're uh, not cutting this out, Cole. We're keeping this in. All right, well, we'll keep this in. I'll, I'll tell Sam about the rest of my concert experience. Go, go, go. Uh, Not that we could just hit stop and then go. start again, but we won't do that. Um, all right, so yeah, it was Was Not Was, mm-hmm. um, followed by Information Society, mm-hmm. who I still love, uh, followed by Millie Vanilli, mm-hmm. about a month before the scandal broke. Ooh. Um, Followed by Paula Abdul. Oh! And the headliner for the evening was Tone Loke. I gotta be honest with you, Cole. If I had a time machine, you'd think I'd go back and stop the Holocaust, prevent 9-11. I would think that, yeah. Invest in the stock market. Right. No. If I had a single-use time machine, you and I are going to this concert together. It was pretty pretty amazing. And they kept making a big deal about how like it wasn't pre-recorded. And mm-hmm. This is pre-scandal, but... I remember Information Society was like, everybody thinks this is pre-recorded, but it's not. And then, like, the drummer played, like, an electronic drum solo. Yep. Uh, and stuff. And then Millie Vanilli went out, and it just never occurred to me in a million years. They're like, oh, they're, like, trying to set this up because they all know or whatever. Right. Um, and then the, the the funniest thing to me was Tone Loke, when he made his entrance, came out of a giant Corona bottle. Oh. Uh, it was pretty amazing. And then he did this thing in between songs where he's like, all right, 
This side of the auditorium, when I point to you, you say bull. This side, you say shit. Here we go. Bull. Shit. Shit. Bull. Shit. Bull. Shit. Podcast listeners, you do it too. Bull. If you're on the right side of the car, say bull. If you're on the left side, say shit. shit. But like when you're in seventh grade and like you think Tone Loke is awesome, you're just like, bull. It's like the most amazing moment ever. So that was my first concert. Vanessa, it was what was yours? My first concert that I was taken to mm-hmm. um, was the Four Tops playing at a state park. And then... I think Diana Ross was opening for them, and there was this huge storm that happened, and I was with my parents and my sister, and it's all very fuzzy what happened, but it got really scary, the storm, the lightning, we ended up in this pavilion full of retarded people, I just used the word for No, 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 you can't use it that way, (laughs) if they're actually uh, mentally challenged, you can't call them retarded, Okay. or mentally disabled, I I think is technically... Uh, oh, of course. Uh, of course. Here's the thing, Vanessa. I'm looking forward to future podcasts. So, um, I, you know, I, well, to, I shared it with some charming people. Uh, that I, didn't all right. Have R- fun. Remind me about this at the end of the podcast because I'll, I'll clear this up for us legally. Okay. Go on. <laughs> nice. uh, I ended up with them um, playing cards. I don't know why we were all in the same room. It was my family and then a bunch of uh, mentally challenged people and disabled, physically mentally challenged. Mentally disabled. That's disabled, the, but that's, that's more negative than challenged. I agree. Okay. I agree, but that's commonly okay. now the exception. I can't keep up. Neither can I. <laughs> can I just say, by the way, I have a handful of black friends. You know what they like to be called? Black guys. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I no, I'm not a black man, but I my black friends agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then I went to a concert. The first one that I chose to go to, y'all be prepared to be proud of me, 98 Degrees. Wow. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Opened up uh, with a young, nubile Jessica Simpson. Wow. Yeah, before I'm she so glad she said, uh, like, a woman. Because when she said a young, nubile, I'm thinking, oh, no. <laughs> she she says, Nick Lachey. <laughs> this is going to get weird. Stay out of it, Nick Lachey. Mm, um, oh, that's good. Um, all right. Uh, what was the first R-rated movie you saw in the theater? Oh, God. That is a good question. Um... I, I do not know the, the answer to that, but I can tell you that I snuck into Showgirls. Nice. That's a great answer. Um, Stick with that. And uh, when I was a buddy youngin'. And this was, I mean, Elizabeth Berkeley was fresh off the heels of Saved by the Bell. Right. Yeah, she was. So, I mean, I it's mean, all right. And yeah, she's Saved by the Bell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're talking Jesse Spano. Right. Get down. That was, that was that eye-opening. And some years later, I would sit next to her on an airplane uh, on our way from L.A. up to Vancouver, and we would have a conversation about everything except showgirls, showgirls because I'm sure yeah, that's a good she hears that enough from creepy older dudes. She didn't ne- need to hear about it from a creepy younger dude. So you guys just talked about White Wolves 2, Cry of the Wild, or whatever. We just talked about First Wives Club a lot. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Where's Second Wives Club? Her, Come on, filmmakers. Mm-hmm. She might not have made that yet. Get on that's true. Uh, my first R-rated movie was um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And the reason it was that is my parents and I decided to go see a sneak screening of Good Morning Vietnam because they decided that that was important and I should yes. see it. And it was sold out because those back in the days where you couldn't really get tickets sure. in advance yeah. unless you went lined up or whatever. So they're like, well, we're here at the movie theater. What else is playing? And like Fatal Attraction was there. Um, but everything else was like either we had already seen it or it was R. And they looked at that and they're like, well, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Steve Martin, John Candy, this should be fine. Mm-hmm. My mom was mortified mm-hmm. taking me to the scene because there's so much bad language in it and it's all uncomfortable humor. She just like, she hated the movie so much. And I thought oh, it was hilarious. It's was a like, John Hughes movie. Exactly. 
1987 was a wonderful year. It really was. Um, so yeah, it really actually is. I have a blog post about that on my blog. It's like Aww. the top 50 movies you like. They're all like contemporary classics now. It's mm-hmm. crazy weird. But um, yeah, so that was that. And like I thought that movie was great, but my mom's like her least favorite movie. And I think Aww. partially because she was the embarrassed memory. that yeah. I was there with them. But that was my first R. I have no concept of what my first R rated movie was. Nor do I have any kind of like dirty movie experience. Mm. I got nothing oh, on this. Way to show. bring this down, Vanessa. Sorry. Well, why, don't you, why don't you follow it up with one final first? Okay. Here's the one that I wrote <laughs> with my uh, acid pin because um, I'm a hard-hitting journalist. Mm-hmm. What was the first time that you realized you had a turn-off and what was it? Wait, the first time mm-hmm. I had a turn-off? Like you realized. You, why, like, why don't you go first, Vanessa? It'll kind okay. of set it up for Sam. So... You maybe you don't in your head think that you have turnoffs because you're just like starting to date or get to know people, and then you're with someone that, for all intents and purposes, you like, and then sure. you're like, oh, yeah, don't like that. Yeah, for me, not gonna name any names here. He had fleshy, childbearing hips, and I saw them when his shirt came up, and I was like, oh no, like like a pear shape hidden under these big blouses. <laughs> You are a Renaissance guard. No, the bosses were turned on. Breasts and a vagina, because I think you might have been misled. That was part of the turnoff. Oh, never mind. Um, no, he had these man hips okay. that were hidden by, he always wore like western kind of shirts, you know, very boxy. Sure. That were too big and straight. So he was misleading me with what his shape was underneath. And then he had a very feminine curve to his body. All right. Um, I'm going to say, um, my turnoffs are, are, are my, the first turnoff I probably really, like, dug my heels into, um, was not a physical attribute. That's good. Because that's not fair. That means you're yeah, deep. That's not sense. fair. I okay. would, I would rather... We can all play by our own rules. Yeah, I will. I would <laughs> rather, I would rather <laughs> attribute a reason why somebody turns me off to something that they have control over, right. but opt not to, oh, good to do anything parade. about it. No, I'm just saying. It's going to make my answer sound terrible, but go ahead. Saying, yeah. uh, well, no, here, my answer's not going to sound all that great now that I've set it up that way. I'm going to say people who are deeply religious. Oh, yeah? It's a huge turnoff to me. Yeah. No, I get that. It's just like you're talking to someone and you're hitting off and all of a sudden they play the God card and you're like, oh, yeah. Okay. Like you say to me, oh, and do you pray? I go, no. Oh, well, I have ghosts in my house, so I have a psychic come over every other week Whoa. and we pray to God together. And I'm very slowly backing out of the room with that. Point. Right. That makes sense. Uh, well, mine's very similar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is, I'm a big fan of opposable thumbs and the <laughs> people who don't have them. I'm not really into that. Here's what I mean by that. Uh, in college, <laughs> I went on a date with this girl who asked me out who was nice, who I liked, uh, who I didn't know this at the time. <laughs> she pointed out to me later. Uh, she had five fingers on She each definitely hand. pointed it out like, ten uh, times. Uh, so she... That's pretty good. So instead of thumbs, like her finger, her thumb finger, which was thumb shaped, like wasn't fully opposable. It was like more like a straightforward, like a finger. So what you're really saying is she could not give a satisfactory hand job. Yeah. Not, and that was no it. Uh, not that I know, but... Well, uh, it could be a... So we went... Making a fire kind of thing. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? Well, smoke came out. She's a boy scout. So we went, our date, we went to see the movie The Craft. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so what right there, night. we're over for 2. No thumb. I can't, she couldn't give the movie thumbs up. Uh, <laughs> She's just like, mm. 
Uh, but, yeah, but then she was like, she's there. a total hand holder too. And mm. like, once I was pointed out to me, like, I just couldn't, I kept fixating on it. It kept, I just couldn't get around it. And like, I'm pretty open minded for most things, but mm-hmm. I just, for some reason, I just couldn't get around it. And that okay. was pretty much the only date we went on. But yeah, that's that. Um, all right, so we're going to do um, our hard hitting journalism. Let's yeah. do it. We've sussed up for you here. Okay. You getting freaked out yet, punk? Um, so I'm going to start with uh, <laughs> with five questions uh, about your career, Sam. Oh, God. Some minutia, so uh, I will not be surprised if you do not know minutia. all Minutia? But then again... Does she know Moesha? No, <laughs> not a very special minutia. Um, all right. So uh, your first credit on IMDb is a 1997 episode of One Life to Live. You betcha. I played Hector. That's the answer. There you got it. Uh, what was How? your character's name? How would I not know the first role I was ever paid real money for? Sometimes you might forget when you have a lot of credits. Who yeah. was on that episode? Who was on the episode with you? Oh, Jesus. You worked with her again. Yep. Susan Lucci? No. Nope. She loves dolphins. Tyra Banks? Weird answer. <laughs> no. She hates dolphins. That's Tyra's known for her dolphin love. Uh, Hayden? Hayden. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. She was on be. that episode? Yep. Credited cash for that episode. I'm going to have to... Pop that bad boy in the Oh, DC yeah, you yeah. are. <laughs> so there you go. Um, all right, but also I found this funny. On the MDB, they have plot keywords mm-hmm. that you roll over because in case there's spoilers. These are these are actual plot keywords <laughs> from that episode. Okay. Interracial relationship. Mm-hmm. Sex. Beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Multiple personality. Mm-hmm. Human relationship. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a, like, that's like, oh, this is unusual, guys. Right. Keyword this. Whoa. There are human relationships in this project. <laughs> Uh, all right, so moving on. Question two. Yeah. Freaks and Geeks only lasted 18 episodes. Correct. But was officially canceled after the airing of which episode? Oh, uh, well, there's really uh, two answers to this. Okay. Again. Um, well, no, <laughs> we were canceled. Technically, we were put on indefinite hiatus from airing after our 12th episode aired. Okay. Um, if I could think... I mean, they aired them kind of out of order a little bit. I, the 12th episode probably would have been The Garage Door. Um, that was the 12th episode we shot. I don't know if it's the 12th episode that aired. Um, probably not, no. It would have been, uh, 13 Choking and Token. That's it. Yeah. Whoa, you're good at this um, game. Oh, thanks. Um, two for but two then, so far. Thanks. But then in May of that same year, May of 2000, they burned three more episodes on a Saturday night from 8 to 11. Gotcha. And then, after that, the show was Just officially the rest. canceled. Right. Okay. You were so good on that show. Thank yes, you. we're I haven't big talked fans about that at all yet, but I'm such a huge fan. Thank you. Yeah, um, really in fact, we loved it so much, we did a reunion sketch with the Yehomi put together. Yeah, we game. did. <laughs> High five. Woo! That was fun. It was a good time. Um, okay, this is one you'll definitely know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you appeared in 2001's Not Another Teen Movie. First feature. What was the alternate title of the film for its European release? Sex Academy. Yes, it was. Whoa! Why would I'm I... Not, my mind is just, I'm so proud of you, Sam. Thank you. What was the... Okay, the film was released as not another teen movie. What was the original script title? The one that combined all those mm-hmm. movie titles? Ten Things I Hate About Clueless Road Trips When I Can't Hardly Wait to Never Be Kissed. That's the one? I think Whoa. that's really close, yeah. Oh, man. Or, or very close to that. I thought about asking you that, and then Sex Academy made me laugh, because, like, what does that have to do with um, But then also, here's the thing. While we were shooting the movie, the studio kept saying we can't call it not another teen movie because it... It's going to be rated R. We can't say teen movie in the title. What? To which Joel Gallen, the director, said, Are you ignoring the rest of the title? Yeah. It's right. not another, te- <laughs> not a teen movie. And they went, Oh, no, make that the title. Not a teen movie. Catchy. And so for half of the production, including when we wrapped, 
that was what they called the film. Really? Wow. And so I have a crew jacket that says, not a teen movie, <laughs> from that film. And then, of course, by the time it got released, they went back to the original title, not another teen movie. But uh, there you go, a little uh, intriguing one. I wish I had crew jackets. I have a sweatshirt from Nash Bridges. That's about all I can say. <laughs> that's that's pretty shirt. epic. That's yeah, a pretty, sweatshirt from Nash It pretty Bridges. is. I did that show twice. Thank you. Uh, all right. In Sydney White, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Sydney White and the Seven Dorks, mm-hmm. you play Spanky, yep. a.k.a. Happy. Yep. Uh, one of the seven dorks. Can you name the other six and their Disney counterparts? Oh, Christ. <laughs> um, all right, I have to name the other, so the other dorks. Yes. And their counterparts. All right, first off, I don't know that I would have been happy. My dork didn't really have a counterpart. Okay. I always said if he did, it would have been horny. All right. Um, uh, <laughs> because enough. happy would have been... Um, oh, no, I guess that would have been dopey. Okay, so Arnie Pantoja, who played... Uh, Oh, what was his character's this name? This is tough to remember this the other character's yeah, names. Yeah, I figured the other ones would be easy for I it. can tell you all the actors' names in the character. There. Arnie Pantoja would have been Dopey. Uh, Jeremy Howard would have been Doc. Um, that would be, okay, so Dope, Dopey, the character name is George. George! There you go. Uh, Doc, the character name is Terrence. Terrence. Um, uh, let's see who else. Uh, 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 Lenny, uh, Jack Carpenter, yep. would have been uh, Sneezy. Sneezy, correct. Um... Oh, let's see who else. Uh, uh, Adam Hendershot, um, who, oh God, I don't remember his character's name. He would have been, what was he supposed to be? No, no, no. He was the one who talked with the puppets. So he would have been um, Creepy. Uh, bashful. bashful. There it is. Jeremy, character name. Je- oh, Jeremy, right. That was not confusing to have a character named Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Jeremy. Um, uh, who am I missing? Okay, then we had Embalaka uh, Payaka Batundo. Yes. Uh, Dante, uh, who played... Uh, um, Mumbles? Who, I don't know. Who's it was Emily. Sleepy. Sleepy! And then finally, Grumpy's counterpart. Would oh, it would have been Danny Strong. Gherkin. Gherkin. All right, one more question for Boy, you. Boy, that was entertaining to no one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final question for me. Yes. Uh, in Inglorious Bastards, in the short film Nation's Pride, yeah. Quentin Tarantino voices an American soldier with one line. What's yeah. that line? Um... Well, I'll do you one better. Who's he talking to when he voices that one line? That I can't tell you. Aha! He's talking to Bo Svensson, who uh, was in the original Inglorious Bastards. Bastards. A lot of westerns and stuff, too. Uh, Yeah, famous, famous actor. Um, The line is something... They're talking about the tower. Yep. And uh, they're going to shoot it down. And he says something like, We must shoot down that tower! Isn't this not? I implore you, we must destroy that tower. Very close, Sam. Thank you. So now, Vanessa's put together some hard-hitting journalism um, for you. So let's see see how you do with this. I want to do. All right, Vanessa, hit me with it. I'm going to. You might not like me after this, but you know what? We're going to do it anyway. We're going to do it anyway. Okay. Skinniest celebrity you've ever met. And then you show me how skinny their legs are by... Making a little movement with your fingers, and I'll describe the width into the microphone. Sure. <laughs> At the time, yep. uh, Lara Flynn Boyle oh, was the skinniest celebrity. And how little bitty was she? <gasps> this is about the size of four kidney beans lined up. What is this the width of a leg? That would probably be the width of her of her upper arm. You're kidding me. Wait, we're using kidney beans for measurement now? <laughs> this is that, my segment. Yeah. This most is my most segment. people listening right now are playing with kidney beans, and they're just kind of lining them up. I would, and going, I would oh, say yeah. go with currency, maybe. That's like the size of like three quarters next to each other. Or five jelly beans. Okay. <laughs> I do mostly beans. About a, a one and a half marshmallow peeps. It's all, it's all bean related. I get it. Okay. Now, here's another big one. So you were in Inglorious Bastards. I sure was. You got to work with a legend... 
right? Uh-huh. I got now, to work with a lot of legends. Yeah, but I'm talking about one of them. And I'm sure you get this all the time. But I've been following his career for quite some time. This probably isn't going any way I can predict. Go for it. Yeah, it's one of the ways. Brad Pitt. Oh! Okay. Delicious. We talked about him a little earlier. Yeah. Did you see Angie on set? No. Sorry, I had to wait. That's all. Next question. I I mean, here's the Angie story. I Uh met her at the premiere. Okay. Um, How many beans is she? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how many beans she is. A healthy amount of beans or a little less than But I will tell you this. I'll tell you this. I met Angie on my own years earlier. Uh, before before I think she even knew uh, the William Bradley Pitt. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah, I met her at the Century City Mall shortly after she had adopted Maddox. Uh-huh. So when he was still a baby, I mean, she was pushing him around in a stroller in the middle of a very sunny afternoon at the Century City Mall in Los Angeles, and uh, I was there with my friend Kyle, and uh, we saw her walking around, and, and he and I were in uh, the Gap or something, and he was like, oh my God, there's Angela Jolie, I'm, I'm going to go look at her. I went, okay. And so he runs outside, and then he comes back and he goes, oh my God, she's beautiful. But I got to tell you, like, in the sun, like, you can really see all of her flaws. <gasps> and then I said, like, like what, her gambling problem and unwillingness to commit? <laughs> <laughs> I was and proud then your of that friend joke. That's a good one. Did Thanks. Um, but uh, I, I've, I've seen her a handful of times, I guess, since that uh, fortuitous meeting at the Century City Mall. Um, where, by the way, I later we did have a conversation with her in the food court. Um, but uh, she's a lovely gal. Really lovely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. That's another great question. Um, now, <clears throat> I'm glad this is a podcast. That's why I did it. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. What about them? That's what I'm asking you, Sam. Do you want to know which pocket I'm keeping each one in right now? <gasps> oh! They are tiny Come on people. Out, Have you met them? <laughs> of course. Oh, of course you say. Like, of course. I haven't, so... Oh. That's you don't hang around the right place. I know, right? Let's hang out later. Let's do this. Okay, but you've met them both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they friendly? Um, oh man. You know what? I'm, yeah, I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, I gotta think about this. Ashley is the, uh, is the, the, the friendly one. Yeah, I'm not surprised. They're, they're, they have different personalities, mm-hmm. and, and Ashley tends to be the more friendly, outgoing one. Mary Kate is a little more reserved. Wait, they're twins, though. Yeah, but twins doesn't mean identical personalities. Wait, what? They're identical oh. twins? No, they're actually fraternal twins, so this is okay. Um, wait, which one's the cute one? Which one's your sister? <laughs> yeah, it's sad that I know that too. Um, wait, I have one more question. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know that we're busy, but... Do it. Oh, are they many beans or not many beans? Not they're many. very not many beans But Laura Flareflin Boyle was less, less beans. beans. Well, no, she's a little taller. Those okay. are very short women. Yeah, the, they're the Olsons. Yeah, they're mini, mini women. Woo! Okay, now I follow you on Twitter. Oh. Um, <laughs> let's plug your Twitter name. Oh, at Sam Levine with uh, two M's. I say M M L E V A. So many followers. Let's do it. I okay. So I am a tweet follower of yeah. you, and I noticed that you always like to say "Go Cubs." Uh, I say Cubs win. Cubs win. When they win a game. So, so three or Cubs? four times a year he tweets about it. Oh, oh you oh, son of a bitch. Get off of this hotel roof. Viva la France. The Cubs are my favorite uh, baseball team. A baseball I, I, team. I live, breathe, and eat baseball. Well, that covers all my questions. Yeah, we and can so talk about that. I, I I'm, a, the, the I'm a hardcore Tigers fan. So. I channel the... Jeez. I channel the spirit of the great Harry Carey, the, Whoa. Uh, the Cubs broadcaster. Cubs win! When the Cubs win a game, he would, Cubs win! Cubs win! Now I can so, read those tweets like that. I've been wondering, are you, you in the forest? 
yeah, how no, they're no. fighting Which, with another animal. When you do that, I'd always see occasionally somebody who would at mention you who's just like, okay, get it, Cubs win. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the one thing I don't like about Twitter is the fact that if somebody follows you, they it's like as if they can treat you however they want. Well, no. It's just I, like, oh, you violated because I didn't like your tweet, so I'm going to publicly say, you suck, dude. I'm not following you anymore. Right. Like, well, here's, but it's not publicly. They're saying it's all 60 of their friends yeah. or the, the dozen people who would actually search my at replies. Right. So really no <laughs> one's going to follow you both. Yeah, but who's going to do that? Right. Um, uh, no, I've found it fascinating when I, I'll, you know, celebrate my team winning on Twitter, and then I'll get 50 tweets telling me what an asshole I am, or, no, man, the, the, the Cardinals are the best. I'm like, I didn't at reply you specifically <laughs> right. to say the Cubs win. If you don't want to hear about it, stop following me. Twitter is not a playground. If people follow you, they just assume that you're buddies, and, like, you're on a first-name basis at all right. times, and they can say whatever they want to you, which is just kind of weird, like... I, I tend to, I don't make tweets that are so crazy out there that I get a lot of hate back from it, but, mm-hmm. like, if you try to do anything that's ironic and requires, like, some sort of brain cells to get it, you'll always get people, especially people with a lot of followers, will get these, like, idiot at replies at them that they but, just don't understand the humor of the statement they're but making. sometimes they're people can really connect over Twitter, like... Some of the boys I follow, I know they love that I follow them, and it's a real connection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nothing fake. No question about that. Um, so uh, you follow Zach, right? Efron on Twitter? He doesn't tweet. Oh, he doesn't? She just he follows should. him in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tweet that all the time. Um, we're getting towards the end of this thing. Yeah, sure. Before we wrap this up, um, uh, you have you got some good stuff coming out soon? Uh, yeah, I got some on? web stuff coming up. Uh, cool. Kevin Pollack and, and friends and I, Jason Antoon and, and Rich Summer from Mad Men, we, um, we just shot this uh, web series called Vamped Out. Vamped oh. out, nice. Vamped out. Um, and it's very, very funny, and I believe the first episode of that will be available online March 15th-ish. Oh, wow. I don't know where you can find it, but just Google Vamped Out. Probably. There you go. We'll put a link on our website. Yeah. Yay. Which will get a lot of traffic. Right. Well, we're hoping. If we all tweet about it, guys, we can make this thing a sensation. It. Dozens of people will read it. That's right. <laughs> Sam, thank you so thank much. You. Oh, my pleasure. My absolute pleasure. Um, wait, before I forget, because yep. I, I wanted to remind me about this, uh, just so that we don't get sued or in trouble or anything. Yep. <clears throat> Hi. This is Sam Levine. You might know me from Freaks and Geeks or Inglorious Bastards. We laugh a lot in this business, but something that's not a laughing matter is mentally disabled people. They need a lot of help. And we might have joked about it here, but kids, don't call a mentally disabled person retarded. That's not nice. If you'd like to learn more about mental disablement, please visit your local library or hang around a 7-Eleven after midnight. Thank you. Thanks, Sam, for that. Hey, my pleasure. I'm glad I could set that up for us. And also, mentally disabledment, that's not a word. No, it's okay. That was good. That was really good. It was really good. (laughs) Uh, well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, PopMyCulturePodcast.com is the URL. Yeah. Uh, it's available on iTunes, hopefully. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And Au revoir. <laughs> we'll be doing these every two weeks as soon as we fly back in from Paris. Oh, man. Um, I'm, you guys, I'm back. staying here. I met a girl during this Aww. interview, and uh, I think I'm going to I'm hang out here with her. She is. She is a Christian. <laughs> well, I think it might vie. have been Tandy Newton, for all I know. <laughs> well, au revoir, everybody. <laughs> Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>